doubt. Your questions, whatever you ask, I'll just... No doubt. Ladies and gents, welcome to Andy Podcast. And before we get started, I just want to say thanks to everybody that's been supporting me since season one. And by the time you guys hear this, we are now on season nine, episode 17. And you know, I gotta, I gotta highlight the, the producers and the MCs I fuck with. And not just that, but great friends that see me at my worst and some low times in my life. But always believed in me though. Never gave up on me either. And, and always believed in me. And this producer right here, man, has been working with me for the last three years. He's been, he did three songs for my latest album, The Orphan, that came out in 2022. He did Open Mic. He did um, Can't Handle the Truth. And he did All I See. And he's also been the engineer for my album, 13th and Broadway. And that process was so fun. I had so much fun making that album with you, man. And uh, talented producer, talented MC, ladies and gents, we got optimized sounds in the house. What's up, dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good What's to see you, fam. How you doing, man? Good, it's good, good. It's good to be here. It's good to be on live. You already know. Yo, man, it's good to see you. I know we just had Thanksgiving that passed. I'm going to start it off like this. What are you thankful for this year, for 2023? Oh, man, what I'm thankful for more than anything is family. They've always had my back. Good friends, true good homies, the ones that you can count in one hand, honestly. And my health, my health, being able to, you know, realize that it's important to keep yourself mentally clear, to keep staying in shape, to, you know, to learn how to do things in moderation. Because I come from a background that's pretty intense. And when I was younger, I had my party days and they consumed me. But now I'm like just clear and clarity and i get thanks for that the fact that there's always light at the end of the dark tunnel that's a fact amen i always respected optimize i always respected you because uh you're a real artist and um you draw inspiration from life you draw inspiration from this life we live. so yo i asked all my guests man where were you born and raised i was born in burbank california los angeles area I was raised half my life in the San Fernando Valley, a one represent, and the other half my life in South Bay, San Diego, 619 represent. Did a little moving around to Arizona a couple years, you know, just that hectic lifestyle, but I represent all of Southern California. I couldn't pick or choose. I'm in Dago, of course, because fuck, it's beautiful, sunny Dago, you know? Amen. But Southern California, man, I'm a fucking Southern California beach city kid. What do you remember? What do you remember about the eight one eight growing up? How has the eight one eight influenced your music in any way? The eight one eight influenced me in the sense of it got me into graffiti at a very young age, and being in graffiti kept me away from gangs because out there in the valley, um, they're pretty active. They can get pretty crazy. The LA gang culture is heavy. You know, respects to the LA gangsters, of course, because they don't like the guys from the valley. But that really motivated me a lot in the sense of the graffiti that kept me out of trouble from joining gangs and the whole graffiti thing opened me up to boom bat gangstar most deaf um you know talib quali mortal technique jedi mind tricks and from there that was my inspiration i felt moved i felt like i had to do something with my life it got me into the whole revolution and being free-minded and that's when i decided to pick up a beat machine and now, I've been rapping since I was 11, but those were just little kid raps. So that had a really big influence on me. And no then coming doubt. out to San Diego, well, it motivated me to push harder because I was like, holy shit, there's beautiful things out of LA. No doubt. How old were you when you wrote your first rhyme? I think I was like 12, 10, 11, 12, around there. My, my childhood was a blur because there was so much going on. But around there, I remember I was trying to be called Little Goblin. So I was just messing around. I was more on that Chicano rap. And I remember I wrote a song. But then I just left the beat because I was little, you know, didn't have the motivation and support system until now. 
What was the first hip hop song you remember that really affected you and changed your life? That the that really left the memory like wow. The first the first song. thing that came into my head right now would be Gangstar Moment of Truth. Hell yeah. I remember bro. being I was in I was in high school, it was ninth Ooh. grade. We were you it was lunchtime, shit, we had just smoked a bunch of weed, so I was super <laughs> stoned and it was like that beginner high, so I was stoned and this my is homie. South Bay? This is, no, no, that was an A18. And my homie's like, bro, listen to this. And he puts the puts the earphones on and I listen to it and I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know if I can cuss or not. No, yes, hell yeah, you can. So that just blew me. And then back then the whole graffiti thing was like a secret culture. So I was like, who is that? What is that? And once I proved myself, they started opening me up and showing me the things. But that would be a song there off the top of my head that really like, fuck, this is boom bap, this is hip hop. I grew up listening to 50 Cent and Eminem and Bone Thugs and Chicano rapping on so I didn't know what Boom Bap was. I didn't know what underground hip hop was. And that's when my life completely changed. Top five albums that really fucked you up when you were growing up. Top five albums? Fuck albums, okay. They really so, had a profound effect on you to this day that so influenced you. It would be Immortal Technique, Revolutionary Volume 1. Sick. It would be Jedi Mind Tricks. It's that one, like the Savior and King or Servants in Hell, something like that. Sick. Um, number three would be Benefit, mm. his first and only album. Yeah, that, dude. That one yeah, that everybody fucking shit. loves. You know what's up. So that's he true, sounded right? a little like Eminem, but we yeah, fucked with it. Yeah. He and sounded a little like Eminem. Um, number four, album, album, album. Mm. Benefit honestly, was sick. Honestly, a lot of Jedi Mind Tricks and Immortal Technique. I was, and then Army of the Pharaohs. Mm-hmm. So, fucking... I can't really name the album just because, fuck, it's not coming to my head. And then a fifth one that comes to my head, I would have to say, would it be Blackstar? Mm. You know? Benefit was like the first underground rapper we found on Napster that put it out yeah. unsigned. That kind of yeah. like, like, oh shit, we just found him on Napster. Mm-hmm. And they, um, as a producer, who are like, what are the albums that really influence you as a producer? Albums and other producers that motivate me big time, big time. Of course, DJ Premier. Yes. Apollo Brown. Yes. Um, okay, and of course, um, who's Ideas producer? I mean, uh, brain farting not here. Um, evidence, Evidence of Alchemist. Alchemist and who else off of the top of my head? Oh, and Sealance, who produces for Army of the Pharaohs and Jedi Mind Tricks. Those guys are a big inspiration. They all do a little bit something different. And honestly, believe it or not, Kanye. If you listen to a lot of my like my soulful boom bap beats, they I learned a lot from Kanye and I flip mm-hmm. just like him and I high pitch and I do that soulful shit. But anything from that soulful boom bap to that dark heavy metal rap to just classic graffiti boom bap, but those would be the producers that really motivate me even until this day. Top five primo beats. Top five primo beats. Code of the Streets. Uh, Moment of Truth, of course. <laughs> um, what's that? <sighs> Still stand the <laughs> Mass Appeal. No, it's not Mass Appeal. It's a you know, right where you stand. Mm. Right where you stand, of course. And um, that was the later stuff too. Yeah, that was like the later. For in sure, career. for sure. And um, he worked with this group called um, the Four Owls. They're from the UK, from Great Britain. So they they have a beat in that it really moves me and motivates me. Oh, and of course the dilated people's beat. Damn, that one is fucking great. You know? Top five MCs that influence your styles and MC. So. MCs, MCs. That influenced your style. That influenced your, my style. Your rhyme scheme. Your Vinny Paz. <laughs> Mortal Technique. Sick, sick, sick. Um, benefit, of course. You know some shit, boy. Guru. Yeah. Uh, most Deaf. 
Hell yeah. yeah that's Hell all yeah. that kicked me off, and that's all that motivated me. And I was stuck with that that mindset of, no, nah, I'm going to only do this and create this. I, I've developed and enhanced myself, but I always remember where I come from and what sparked the innovation. How old were you the first time you tried to make a beat? I was 18 years old. On what equipment? It was a machine MK2. Cool. Which I still rock with to this day, but I should have gone with the Kai MPC. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, we all start in our own way. Do you still have that first beat you made? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in my hard drive. I've kept everything and I've transferred it to an external hard drive. So it's there. Mm. And I can go back and listen to it and be like, damn, I sucked. What is the favorite equipment you fuck with that you feel the most comfortable with? Of course, my MK3, um, the software for machine, and Ableton. Those for sure, I can just open them up and get to work. It's like secondhand nature to me. If you had to choose, which one you prefer, MCing or producing? Fuck, that's a really hard question. Like, if it came down to it, which one do you think you find the most fun? It was like, yeah, most fun. If it was lifelong legacy and somebody offered me a job, producing. Wow. I love being behind the computer and being able to put it together and put my input, but still letting the MC or the artist do what they do and being inspired from them and letting them put their input in teaching me something new but i like being behind the scenes ladies and gents i forgot what show which show i met guillermo in but we started fucking with each other around 2018 2019 and he was a part of my mixtape and um the, the the barbecues canceled he was part of that and he was part of um the orphan and before the orphan even started, we worked together on 13th and Broadway. And ladies and gents, man, this was 2021, and San Diego looked like a ghost town. This is when COVID was oh, in full yeah. effect, and we were in downtown. And the studio that we had set up in downtown SD, there was something about it that was just, we got a lot done there. I don't know, I just nice. got a lot done it there. Nice. It was a blessing. And Guillermo was the one mixing it down, he was the one recording me, and um. Shout out to Joey Dixon. Thanks for being with me on that album. Yes, sir. Thanks for all the beats you made. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it was a fun process. What, what, what do you remember about 13th and Broadway? <laughs> I just remember you being super honest, super motivated on top of me. Because at that time, I was going through a rough patch in my life. So I was just keeping to myself. But you didn't care. You would call me. You'd come over. You were willing to, you know, invest in it as well. And... It was fun, party days for sure, you know, late nights and a lot of drinking, but I was able to focus and keep myself situated in order to make it happen, and yes. you would push me and you would motivate me. Even if you saw me during a dark time, you were always there, and that was a big inspiration, and, and it helped me keep that studio going. And I think music helped us through dark times. I think that's really what, like, oh, yeah. would help come out. Shout out to Jackie Chains, by the way. Thank you for allowing me to be in that studio. Yes. I know we haven't spoken in a long time, bro, but, you know, I love you, man. I'll see you around. Yes. What was it about that studio that you think got a, got a lot done? <laughs> the fact that I had the keys to it and I could technically live there. So, you know, <laughs> even though, I, yeah, I had my household and my mom's and all that, but I could, you know, park the car overnight. It was a live a residential and commercial building, so, was so it wasn't suspect. I, and I didn't care. I would just technically just live out of there, wake up, do that Kanye shit, you know, just wake up, get some food, come back, make music, make music, make music, go get some food, come back, make music, at nighttime, you know, the party would begin, make music, crash out, wake up, and do it again. I remember um, you got on track two with that one, just another day in 13 and Broadway, yeah. you, got, you rocked the verse on that. Yeah. Um, what do you remember about making that beat open mic, <laughs> when you sent me that beat? Open mic, man, You the name's probably changed. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, to be honest with you, I would have to hear it in order to remember it, especially because I'm the kind of person, not to like brag or nothing, but I can knock out a good like 10 beats in a day. So sometimes I'll be influenced by one and I'm like overtaken by it. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, this beat. Or sometimes I'm just making beats, making beats. And other artists find inspiration by them. So Remember All I See? All, okay, so yeah, that one is one of my very first beats when I got started getting good at sampling. And I started yeah. really flipping vinyl and all that. And I found a lot of inspiration through that because I found a new way to sample and flip and that inspired me so much to the point where I was greedy and selfish with that beat. I didn't want it for nobody. I didn't So yeah, open mic, we're talking about that, but you're talking about all I see, you didn't want anyone to have it, right? No, that was when I first found big inspiration with that, and I was like, I can't believe that I just made this beat. This is me, I did that, I flipped this, I chopped this up, and that's what gave me big inspiration to keep going, keep flipping, and just keep looking for samples, and just these little hidden gems, and to this day, I, you know, I understand that business and money talks and all that, but I stay true and loyal to my shit. Sometimes I just want to make music just to make it, just for the fun, just for the love. I could care less about the royalties and that, oh, you got to pay them in order to use it. Like, nah, man, this is boom bass. This is something about hip hop. I'm going to take your shit. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to make something dope. <laughs> so that was my big inspiration with uh, All I See and yeah. uh, an Open That mic. was the first banger. That was the first banger yeah. we did together. And like I said, I was selfish. I didn't want to give it to nobody. I wanted to use it for myself <laughs> or sell it because in my eyes, I'm like, oh my God, the best beat in the world. But you grow out of that phase, you mature and you learn and you know you showed me so much love even to this day. So I was like, of course I'm gonna let you have this be as much as in my heart I was like, no, but I was like, bro, it has, somebody's gotta do something with it. If not, it's gonna be like that like that saying, the great artist that's in his garage. Like, man, I don't wanna be that, you know. So mm -hmm. I was like, here you go, man. What do you remember about the uh, the beat can't handle the truth? Oh, can't handle the well, truth. That one, that one was Whew. That's when I started getting into using um, sound packs and loop packs and all dope. that, you know. Shout out to everyone that plays, you know, the instruments and creates their own melodies. But, you know, we live in a different time in a different era. <laughs> so that's when I got into that. And that, of course, that enhances your style. It's just you can chop them up, mix in, throw some filters on them. And that kept me at a, at a it kept, I was, I was sprung on that for a while where I was just taking loop packs. But I would try to be different. I would try to, you know... <clears throat> merge different sounds and different loops from different packs or different mm -hmm, websites mm -hmm. to not sound repetitive and not sound like oh this kid is just dragging and dropping mm -hmm. and that was one of those where I would take this do that maybe add the bass line myself for a little melody maybe do the drums and I started getting big onto sampling movies like you know all the old school cats did mm -hmm. and that's where I put something in there like that and that one was fun because in reality it, I was making beats even quicker because of the dragging and dropping what makes an artist special to you when you're, when you're working with an artist? What, what makes them, like, stand out? When you live what you're rapping about. Mm. I keep it, I stick to that. Like like mm. I said, I understand business people got to get paid. But it comes to the point that, like, if you're not really about what you're saying or what you're doing or what you've been through, then you're just in it for the money, which I understand and I respect. But you're not a real, like, boom bap rapper type shit, you know? And, uh, I'm sure a lot of people hate on that, but it's like... You always got to pay respects to the roots and to the tradition and the culture. So to me, any artist that can perform that manner, rap in that manner, and he's about what he's about, I have my respects for that. Even if a year later he's doing trap music and, you know, talking about this and that. As long as you're doing it, then I respect that. If you're just not about it and you're lying, then you're a liar. <laughs> exactly right. Um, hip-hop just turned 50. What are your thoughts on hip-hop turning 50 this year? 
Fuck, man, that's do you think crazy. the it's, culture is where it's supposed to be right now? The culture is where it's supposed to be because I believe in evolution and you know times change and people move with the times. Right. And, yeah, like you know, it's unfortunate because I I get I'm I'm moved more by some heavy boom bap drums and dope samples and dope lyrics that moves me. That makes my heart get warm and I get you know the tingly sensation. <laughs> so that'll always be me. But of course, you know, yeah. I can vibe with this new music. Yeah. This new music is dope. It, it gets you on some demon time shit for sure, but you know, it gets them booty shaking, it makes the money, it gets the club popping, you know, it makes you feel some type of way. And no matter what, music is art and I will always respect that. So I like where it's at, but you can see that it's going back to where it was. What, what you bumping lately, man? What artists? Have been lately, like? man, I've been bumping Los Barderos from Argentina. Mm. It's that, you know, Latin America, Spanish, boom bap. They do a little bit of trap, but I've been stuck on that. Los Barreros, those guys are fly. They're dope. They're just on this crazy level. I've been into a lot of Spanish rap too, so I've been bumping Santa Fe Clan, Santa Grifa. Um, but on an American side, um, honestly, my homies, as in you, Rick Scales, my um, fucking, I'm still listening to Noan, Deadly Projects Crew, which I'm a part of. Yeah. Dope. And honestly, I've also been branching out. I've been listening to a lot of cumbia and salsa and bachata, a lot of corridos, classical music. Um, you are what you consume. So I'm trying to make sure that what I listen to right now, it's going to benefit me and motivate me and put me in a mind state that's productive and positive for me. You find yourself making beats at night or in the morning, afternoon? When do you find When yourself? the inspiration comes. Because right I just got out of a pretty tough time, so I kind of slowed down. So right now, it's when the inspiration hits me, I make it, but... That's the way I see my life headed. I'm going to be back to what I was doing, which is I'm just going to make music. I, I've never been one to be like, oh, if I'm not feeling it, I can't do it. No, I could do it. I could do it. That's no problem. But I had to just get myself out of that mind state. So I'm ready now. Nice. What are some of the things you can do to maintain your mental health these days? Sobriety. Mm. Staying sober. That, that's number one. You know, alcohol was a demon for a long time in my life. Mm. So just staying off of that for a while, like, you know, shout out to the people that can do it and drink here and there, or, you know, have moderation, something I'm working on. But right now being completely sober, I'm happy. And in order to keep that sobriety going, because it is tough times, you know, got that little demon whispering in your ear. I kind of just go to my meditations. I go to, you know, binaural beats and uh, I'm super hippie with all that stuff, you know, try to focus the mind, control my emotions when the anxiety kicks in. I've been working out, knock out some push-ups. Or honestly, just listen to some positive stuff. Like I said, you are what you consume. So I'll put on those motivational speeches. I'll put on inspiring movie. I'll listen to like lectures, you know, dance to some salsa. And that kind of overcomes the, the feeling, the anxiety or that the dark depression. Amen. Um, during the pandemic, do you think everyone's mental health got a little bit crazier? Oh, yeah. Got a little bit more hectic during that Two and a half, maybe two years. It was a two-year gap, two-year time, you know? From what I saw, because there's two sides back to every story. We're still coming out of the pandemic. Exactly. We're not even... There's a lot of people that, like, made money and benefited from yeah. that and yeah. moved forward and on. So it's not like if everybody, yeah. you know, but a lot of people, yeah. A lot of people that were already going through it, it sank deeper. I sank deeper during that time. You know, getting that money, I didn't do anything smart with it. I got that money. I got Ableton and some cool sound packs and stuff like that. But the rest of that, I was just partying it away, traveling and just not being smart with it so that didn't help me and the people around me were kind of doing the same thing so to some people yeah it sank us deeper addiction people picked up new habits that they shouldn't have picked up but on the other end like i have a cousin that took advantage of that and he's making millions so 
It's just about who you surround yourself with in reality. Amen. But yeah, it definitely brought a lot of people down and it hurt a lot of people. A lot of people lost their job. I lost my job. I was doing AV at that time and there was no audiovisual work. Why? Because there was no shows happening. There was no events, no concerts, no seminars. Yeah, but that free money came in, right? <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Look, man, thanks for sharing. Um, spirituality, do you pray? In my own sense, yes. Mm. But yes, it is a form of prayer every morning. Mm. I pray to the universe, to infinite spirit, and to the almighty God, of course. To me, you know, energy, frequency, vibration, I'm big on Nikola Tesla. And that's the way I see things, you know, respects to every religion. Because if you study them, they all branch off of the same thing. It's, it's your mind state. And you got two voices in there. You got the good and the bad. And depending on which one you listen to is the way your life is going to be. Metaphysics is real. I'm living proof. Because I've sank into some dark places because of the way I was thinking and acting. I switched up my thinking. I switched up the way I was behaving. And my life went for better. So I truly believe in that. I truly believe that we are the God particle. And it's us. It's in us. It's just it's just hard. It's not easy. And this corrupt government does a lot of things to the food and to the air. And just the surroundings that bring you down, hold you down. You, you're, you float with a negative vibration that makes you feel like you can't get up. But once you break through the mental shackles... You can achieve anything. Nothing is impossible because even the possible is impossible. Yep. Wow, dude. Um, you believe in therapy? Yeah, I believe in therapy. I've never been to the mainstream way of therapy and, you know, gone to like a doctor, psychiatrist. My form of therapy is playing video games. <laughs> I play video games. It makes me feel good or I'll work out or I have a close friend, someone that I could talk to and vent my problems to. So in a sense, yeah, I do believe in therapy. I've even thought about going to a therapist. Mm -hmm. I just got them dark thoughts too, or sometimes I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to tell you this, because you're going to lock me up. <laughs> but no, I do believe in that. So for anybody struggling, you know, you don't have to go see a doctor or go talk to your mom or to your girlfriend or your best friend. Sometimes speaking to strangers. You know, sometimes you run into people and they just know you're down and they're on such a high level that they want to help you. And you talk to them and you pick up on that light. So amen, yeah, it's, amen, amen. none of that toughen it up, be a man, all that should be a man, toughen it up, right? Because it's a part of us. But sometimes, you know, we're emotional too, and we got to let that out because you can only put so much, you know, water into a glass, it's going to overflow. And with all the testosterone that males have, we blow up in different ways. And it goes for you, for the females as well, you know, no reason to bottle it up, you know. Ladies got to express themselves and have that girl talk or do what they got to do to make themselves feel better. And drinking and alcohol and sex and hurting yourself, that's not a way to escape. It doesn't help. If anything, you cause more damage in the long run. You're numbing it, no doubt. Mm -hmm. You're numbing the pain at the moment. And it's going to come back. But there's just some days where you have to sit with that pain and feel that pain. Mm -hmm. Embrace just, that pain. You just have to. And um, yep. It gives you thicker skin. I am not perfect. And Guillermo definitely see me at my lowest um, several times in my life and um, and there would be many nights where me and Guillermo would just be sitting in the car listening to the new songs the new album and um, we'd both get kind of emotional kind of like wow what we're saying on these songs Marlon is really what is going on in our lives just like what you played me I related to it so heavy I wanted to cry but I was like toughen it up <laughs> but um, let me ask you this man where do you think hip-hop is headed these next 50 years? Do you think the the boom-bap sound that we love and that we grew up with, do you think it'll still be 
alive or you think it'll start to get more extinct as we get older? Nah, Boom Bap will forever live. I hope so. I really hope so. There's a lot of kids. Me really being a millennial, so, I'm keeping it alive. I could see these, what are the Generation Z? They're keeping it alive. And I with this so. whole nostalgia in the 80s and 90s, everybody's dressing, talking, acting like that. Well, what comes with that is the culture itself. The art, the painting, it just comes back. the music. It's Everything's a full circle. It's it just a revolution. comes back to the freshness. Exactly. So it's coming back because in our reality, like... It all comes back. On what you think is fly, mm-hmm. and hip hop is really connected to the youth. Oh, yeah. So the youth, okay, we're not the youth, so we can't steer this no more. But the youth will steer it where they want it to go, huh? My like, my cousin in LA, in Los Angeles, she man, she's into like bachata, into that mainstream stuff, all that new stuff. She's you know one of those girls. I'm very successful, very proud of her. But she tripped me out the other day when I was riding in the car with her. She's like, I'm going to play something. And she played me freaking Jedi Mind Trick. She played me Heavenly Divine. And I looked at her. I was like, what the hell? She's like, I love this stuff. It reminds me of you. And I looked at her and I was like, you are like the complete opposite of all this. But that alone just shows you that she found connection with that. And that's an aggressive ass gnarly song. But the fact that she liked it and was into it, it shows that. Boom, bap, boom, forever live. It doesn't matter. You can connect to it. It's music. And the, the time machine. The Grammys just had a you know performance a couple couple nights ago, and dude, the the '80s legends, the '90s legends are still alive, man. Everyone, oh, yeah. everyone is still kicking. Um, let me see, what makes a producer stand out to you? When do you know that a producer got something unique, got something different, something Damn, that grabs you? What is it about Premiere that grabbed you? You know what I mean? The chops. The chops and the little gaps in the chops. What is it about Kanye that makes Kanye great? Honestly, to me, it was the fact that it was soulful. Most of it was just mm-hmm. soulful. The, the the songs that he picked in order to sample and how he pitched it up, it was on a it was on a positive note. It was light. It moved you, made you feel love. But then he was rapping about you know the basic you know money, drugs, and girls, and college, and getting better, and talking about how dope he was. So it was interesting. It was a combination of both. <laughs> yeah. He was mainstream as hell but with his lyrics. But it was lyrics, underground. But though. it was still underground. But it made it to yep. it, made, it made it to mainstream. He knew what he had to say in order to get paid. On but if you listen to the beats, it's like, bro, that's some boom bap old school social uh, shit. The like, first album was bananas. Well, of course, that's the Kanye we all love and miss. Respects to what he's doing now It's very different. But, but the second that's what album also had boom bap. The second album also had boom bap. In I respect all artists, man. Me being, well, I consider myself a true producer. Like, if you make music, I don't care what genre you make or how you're making your music. Music is music. It's a form of art, and there is no right or wrong. What makes Alchemist? great you know they all got something in them that's different well what do you think stands out about the alchemist alchemist i like the fact that you know it's alchemist (laughs) yes there's a lot of producers like that don't get me wrong but with alchemist you just know (coughs) you hear that beat and you're like dude that sample or that that snare that drum pattern that's alchemist right there baseline too oh yeah his baselines are gnarly evidence so it makes evidence great on the beats mr slow flow the way he rapped that's what made him stand out you know, just that voice control and those pauses and the fact that he can do that. Not a lot of people can. And it takes a lot of effort. Once I started getting into the booth and learning about the umph and your diaphragm and voice control and all that, that shit was hard as hell. I've picked up on it, but that gave me a lot of respect for the artist that can do that. Especially when you want to take Jake, that motherfucker. What is the best Jedi Mind Tricks album to you? Man, I have to look it up. I don't want to just be like, oh, I brain farted off the top of my head. I got ADHD, man, so I'm thinking, thinking about a million things at once, but thank God for the internet, right? So let me look this up real fast. And I know right off the back I could pick it. 
because to this day I bump this shit. That's the shit that moves me. Even though it's pretty aggressive, <laughs> but let me ask you this: um, Jatter and my tricks always kept it grimy too. Like, oh, okay, so it's gonna be these three right here, right off the back, which obviously Google showing as their most popular. But Violent by Design, Servants in Heaven, Kings in Hell, and Legacy of Blood. And right now, I'm still stuck on Vinny Paz. Even, you know, he's doing his own thing, you know. But I still see him as Jedi Mind Tricks. And I love the way he raps and he's raw and those beats and just the shit he talks about. It fucking moves me. It puts me in a mind state where I'm like, fuck, let's go do some things. But I can still feel that that loyalty to, to, to the love and the revolution and the peace and the spiritualism that he's always invoked in his music. And I've learned a lot through the movie samples and... These little messages that he's put in his music that have opened up my mind. I didn't know what metaphysics was when Immortal Technique was talking about it. And I was over here like, metaphysics, saying it when the rap song was on. Until one day I was like, well, what is that? And I'm like, boom. And to me, that's that's the beautiful thing. is These little subliminal messages that they put out that subconsciously make you question and wonder. And then you slowly start to become that. And on the business side of things, I feel like Immortal Technique, Vinny Paz, and the... Uh, Jedi Mind Tricks they've never had to compromise their sound subject matter nope. never needed the radio it is what it is mm-hmm. but they still have a cult, a strong cult following oh yeah and, and they're making money off of this stuff too yes and they sustain and, and they pay no royalties they're still flipping samples and putting it out there and collecting that check that's like a big old F you to the industry and I've always respected that they stood by their sound you know what I'm saying they stood by their sound and they stood by it. They they, they never compromised to at this all day. to this day. Even though they're the old school cats, you know, definitely there's more newer artists that are out there shining, doing great things. But to me, I just, I've always stuck to my roots. Whenever I'm in a bad place, I can bump those songs and it makes me feel like that teenager again that's not going through problems, that's not an addiction, that's not struggling, that's not looking at the world like, what the F, you know? Like, I play those songs and I feel like I'm 16 years old again, mobbing around the San Fernando Valley, catching tags, just trying to be this dope fucking hip-hop kid. And that's hip-hop. Yes, sir. That's what hip-hop is supposed to serve in your mental health. Like, it takes you back to to a happier place. Um... Let's talk about San Diego, man. What do you love about SD? So many things we can say, but what do you love the most about San Diego? The culture? Yeah. You know, it's like a mini melting pot. Look at the weather right now. The fool. weather, of course. Yeah, I was, I was headed in that direction. Sorry, the weather is great, of course. You know, that's why it's so damn expensive. I have a lot of respects for the military, so the fact that it's a military city, I, I love that. I love seeing that. You know, it like, is a military it, it, It's great. City, for but sure. at the same time, you got the gangs, you got the narcos, you got the food culture, you got some baddies out here that you'd be like, damn. And that's a big motivation for us fellas, too. But not just that, be some good looking guys out here, too. Like, they're not that many ugly people out here. And honestly, the hoods out here, you know, they get crazy respects to all that, but. I feel pretty safe when I go to the hood out here. I don't, you know, like, I don't, you know, I'm dressed how I'm supposed to. So I just feel like San Diego has a happy, peaceful vibe, aside from the craziness that it can be. You got a little bit of everything you for sure. You got a little bit of everything. It's <laughs> a little sure. mini melting pot. It is, man. Beautiful city by the beach. Uh, what does it do for your creativity, living in SD? Does it influence you? it? Or... Is, does it influence your creativity? I in can any answer way? that. The graffiti, because the graffiti scene is dope out here. The architecture, I love the architecture out here. Of course, the water and the fact that we're so close to nature. I can drive, you know, 30, 35 minutes out east and I feel like I'm in like, the woods, the forest, and the mountains. And all that, that really motivates me. 
I'm big on, honestly, I'm big on just walking the streets, skating, walking the streets, just mobbing around on foot. That motivates me a lot. Listening to the people, listening to the city, watching the art, the buildings, the graffiti, just looking at all that. That brings a lot of inspiration and I create a lot of lyrics from that as well. No doubt. Man, thank you so much for doing this. Is there any any announcement, any shout outs for uh, before we wrap it up? Anything? Oh, I got both, you know, so I got announcements and shout outs. Let's start out with the shout outs. Of course, I'm going to shout you out, Marlon D, uh, thanks, for being man. my boy and always being there thanks, for man. thick and thin and always showing love. I want to give a man. shout out, of course, to my manager, Aris the Barber. Aris. You just got to check him out. You know, he's got himself a cool little, little barber studio and we got little, some little moves that we're making what in up, the Aris? future. I want to give a big shout out to my homie Danny Wade, to my cousin Oikes, um, shit, to my homie John Luke. You know, I got to work with him out in LA. That was pretty cool. Shout out to Deadly Projects crew. Shout out to Rick Scales because he's always been supportive. DJ Root, dope as hell. Shout out to my moms, my sister, my family. Shout out to God in the universe. And shit, shout out to myself because I'm very proud of myself. Hell yeah, I'm so proud of you too, man. Thank you, bro. 2024 is looking promising. Coming up. And because of that, I got an announcement that I'm comfortable making. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Drop. I'm working on a LP, EP, I don't even know the difference, but you know, I got I got something like that coming out that's personal where I'm going to be dropping some tracks, rapping, breaking some lyrics down. I'm working on that. That should be coming out, I would say, man, probably like around March or so. And then I got myself a beat tape as well coming out around that same time. And I'm, I'm focused on that now. I really want to put myself out mainstream. Not for the money. I could care less about that. If it comes, it's nice. But it's just more for the people. Because in reality, to hear my stuff, you got to know me personally. But I'm ready to put some stuff out. And I just want to put it out so that way people can just listen and feel inspired and motivated. What's the title of the, uh, the album, the LP? So the LP, I don't have a name for it yet. So I might have to hold off on that one. But... The beat tape is the charismatic beat tape. Nice. And if she's listening out there, she knows who she is. She was a big inspiration of it. I was my first toxic relationship that really broke me and hurt me because I never thought that I would have gone through something that crazy. And she inspired me a lot, helped me out a lot. And she was my moonflower. She was in sense of my rock at that time. And, you know, she brought, she showed me a lot of charisma. So it's the charismatic beat tape. And, I leave it at that, you know? Somebody that I lost never will reconnect. But those are the beautiful things about life. Sometimes you have to lose something in order to appreciate, to learn, and to grow. So, the charismatic hey, beat tape. You guys will March, August, next many, year. It's coming out. How many beats you think you know that? I want to make that one to be like a full-on beat tape. So, I want to for sure aim to like 20, 20 tracks. Wow. And then I want to keep it old school. So, I want there to be interludes. I want there to, you know, of course... There's going to be um, samples for movies. There's going to be beats. Maybe I'll even sneak in a track where I rap on there. That that one's, I want that to be that classic old school boom bap where it's not only just beats that you can rap over to, but there's going to be beats that are going to be, they're going to have constant change up and with bridges and drops. And it's going to be something, like, something for you to just listen to, to feel moved by. And it's also going to be for the public. It'll be available for download. And I could care less if people want to rap over them and put out their own stuff. You know, just don't forget to show love. How many songs in the on the LP? The LP, I want to probably go like you know about five to seven tracks. I probably got about like three, four that are done. I just got to go record them, and I want that to be the same way. There's going to be interludes, intros, and outros. I want to start off by doing my, my roots, my what, what really showed me how to do this. I want to pay respect and homage to that by creating that kind of music. So, and then of course there's going to be the trap, there's going to be the reggaeton, there's going to be the reggae. I do a lot of EDM as well, and all that's coming out, but that's for later use. Or for anybody that's ready to collaborate as well. Where are you going to record vocals these days? 
Right now, I've been looking for a studio, so if anybody wants to send me their information, of course, I'm willing to pay, but I've been hearing about Blackway Studios. I know you got some people. My buddy Danny Way has a cousin. Um, I, I, I'm not the kind of person that's picky. Like, I want to work with multiple producers and artists. I don't just want to be, like, dedicated to one person. I feel that's not fair, unless, of course, the idea is original from that person. If the person is wants to commit 100 then of course i'll show my loyalty but since this is a personal project i want to go to a little bit of everybody a little bit of here and there get the mixing from here and there the mastering of course i'm going to pick and choose but i'm also going to show my respects by putting out what they've helped me out with so i like working with people i'm not i'm from you know from my crew and all that and i will always have respect to uh, the people that have hold me down but i like working with people i like learning from people and feeling the inspiration and you know picking their brains so that they can pick mine i love it Ladies and gents, man, it's been a real one. Thank you so much for supporting me and Optimize. Yes, sir. Um, and hopefully more Optimize and Marlon D music to come for 2024, oh, you know? Marlon's busy right now, but when he's done, yeah, he lets me know and I'm ready to hit the studio. Amen, sir. Thank you, thank you. Peace, peace, and love. Peace.